money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? Of course I'm ready to talk money. It's the money show. It's the Let's Talk Money show with Dave and Reb. And you're ready to talk money. You're not always ready to talk money, but you are this morning. Yes. Okay. I I think so. Okay. Well, are you going to introduce yourself to all those listeners, maybe who haven't heard? (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. We've been on the show for a year. I'm Rebecca Van Opp, and I'm here with my husband, David, and we're with more than enough uh, financial fitness, and we help people uh, walk a debt-free life and draw closer to the Lord. And we're here, and we're glad that you've joined us, because we also have our regular guest. I guess he's not really a guest anymore. He's like family here he's already. He's a guest. He's a guest. All right. Well, Ray Borg from Compass Canada is joining us again. To um, Actually, we're not directly talking about detailed, practical, getting out of debt things this morning. The theme is a little different. So... This is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And you always have a verse that, well, not very often, but often uh, <laughs> somehow relates to money. And I think, so, so that's because why this morning the, I get to share the verse. Scripture relates yes. to the heart and the heart. Money is about the heart, okay. really. Okay. okay. It's not about okay. the money. It, you're right. You don't okay. have to preach to the all choir. Right, all, we right, got all right, all right, Welcome, Ray. Ray, Ray is looking at us like, okay, this is going to be one show. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> well, let's start with the scripture. And this morning, I get to, to share the scripture. And uh, it's found in Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs, of course, is one of my favorite, you know, run through Proverbs fairly regularly. I, it's, it's this thing. Proverbs has 31 chapters. There's 31 you know, days in a month. It just makes sense to me. And so, you know, when it makes sense, I do it. So, you know, that for me is... is so you should be goes. reading Proverbs 15 today then, really? No, we're reading the 14 <laughs> just because that was yesterday. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, moving right along. And um, I got to find the verse. So, Reb, while I'm trying to find the verse... <laughs> I, can't, I know which verse it is. Anyway, there are verses along the topic that we want to talk about today, and it's hope. Um, there are four Sundays um, that lead up to Christmas, and in a church calendar, we often celebrate um, light a candle for each Sunday. And the first Sunday, which was a couple weeks ago, was the Hope Sunday. So there's hope, joy, peace, and love. Those are all themes in a church calendar. Yes, man-made. It's not a scriptural tradition or anything, or a scriptural obedience thing that we do those things but we focus on those words and those entities i guess for lack of a better word and um the first sunday is hope and the reason we're talking about hope is because this season uh is an anticipation of the hope that christ brings we look to the hope because i think so many people so many of us even and especially in our financial journey are very discouraged we're in despair we lose hope we lose confidence because sometimes what we're putting our hope in is not the lord so 
I want to read, since Dave is still trying to find that Proverbs verse, um, I want to read a verse in Psalm 31, uh, verse 21 to 24. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to you. Oh, love the Lord, all you his saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. And I love that verse because it, those verses, I mean, it just reminds us that to trust the Lord because he's the one who answers us in our cry out to him. And so many of us in our financial journey, when we get discouraged by what's not in our bank account and what's on our visa bill, we lose hope because we have maybe trusted in things we shouldn't. But we cry out to the Lord and he does hear us and he does answer us. And scripture says that when we wait on him in hope, he will strengthen us. And this is, I guess, a show about that strengthening and that hope. Did you find the verse? Yes, I found the verse, but I didn't want to interrupt okay. you because, <laughs> you know, my page had flipped to Proverbs chapter 14, and it's actually in Proverbs chapter 13. Okay. So, and I'm reading it from the message, which is, again, a little bit different. The uh, words are a little different. So chapter, Proverbs chapter 13 just talks about the, uh, we know in the, uh, uh, shall I say the the King James version the, the the verse that says hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. Well, he says it like this in the message, and I just love how he says it uh, because uh, he says it like this: "Is verse twelve unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but mm-hmm. a sudden good break can turn life around." And then these are the verses that I wanted that really stuck out to me when when uh, we were talking about this. Is uh, he goes on to say, "Ignore the word and suffer. Honor God's commands and grow rich. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life. So no more drinking from death tainted wells." Wow. Yeah, and and I've read that proverb mm-hmm. as I said before. I like reading through the proverbs, but reading it from the method message gives it a little different perspective and and so uh, what was that word unrelenting what was that first word unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick so hope deferred makes the heart grow sick there's you know Mm -hmm. that's the translation Mm -hmm. but a sudden break can turn life around and and we've had that you know where you're you know you're pressing in and you're pushing and 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 then all of a sudden there's breakthrough and you go oh you can just feel the weight uh you know come off and and of course we see that all the time in the area of finance Uh, but i love that he follows it up with ignore the word and suffer I mean, so much of what we talk about here on the show and what we do in our day-to-day life is about just aligning what the, the financial world tells us is the way to go and how to manage life and all of that stuff and, and aligning that with God's Word and going, wait a minute, God's Word says to do it a little bit different. God's Word says that we need to think differently. We need to act differently. We, you know, be generous uh, the world says, hey, look out for number one. I mean, those things happen, right? And so I love that that uh, the proverb is followed up with some of these verses that just you know push us again back to 
There's 2,350 verses that talk about money and finances and how we should live and interact around money. The word is not silent on that. Mm-hmm. And yet we, we know there's this tension in our culture. There's this tension in, in what we do that constantly is pulling us away from that. That is constantly, um, you know, trying to get us to live a different life. Uh, and so even though a heart defer, or a hope deferred makes a heart sick, uh, it's really the, the, the verse after that that uh, that I wanted to focus, ignore the word and suffer, honor God's commands and grow rich. The teaching of the wise is the fountain of life, so no more drinking from death-tainted wells. And I think no, that's, a, that's a powerful that's a great picture. commitment no more to make. I just feel myself going, ah, you know, I want to plant that one in, as a stake in the ground and say, okay, no more drinking from death-tainted wells. But what does that mean? Does that mean, I don't know, Ray, you can chime in here, but what is that? Is that death-tainted well doing it the world's way and not paying attention to the word of the Lord? Well, it makes you wonder because I think the phrase just before it is about following God's mm-hmm. principles and then reaping some blessing through it. So, um, I mean, credit, debt is so much part of the world system, and right. that is death-tainted, right? It puts yes. us under such condemnation and heaviness and it robs us of our joy and our hopes mm-hmm. so if you're feeling uh hopeless today we're hoping that we're hoping that you're <laughs> going to tune it really listen and uh and ask the lord to restore the hope i mean when david sinned uh, with Bathsheba in psalm 51 he asked the lord to restore the joy of his salvation Part of that restoration is restoring the hope Mm -hmm. that we are forgiven, that his sacrifice on the cross is enough. I mean, what do we celebrate? We celebrate the season because Jesus became man. He became poor. He he took on uh, human flesh to identify with us and to bring the love of God to us. And Mm -hmm. that is the greatest hope. But I think the enemy's lies in the world and around us swirling in our own heads tell us we're not enough, that mm-hmm. our, our story of finances defines our relationship with God. And I, I think I want to tell people that there's a different story. It is you, we are the beloved of God. He, he came to set us free and reveal the love of the Father to us. And that is the greatest hope we have even in relation to our financial story today. Well, and I, you know, as we're saying that so many times, and Ray, you can appreciate this, people come and they're in distress and, and you know, they're looking for an answer. And, and sometimes there's a practical solution. There's, you know, again, it, it's not one or the other. It's an and both. But today we're talking about hope. And hope isn't found necessarily in a, in. in a solution. Hope is found in Jesus Christ. He's found in a person, mm-hmm. and it's living and active. And and you know, often and and Ray again, I know, encouraging people to let's take this to the Lord and let's let's pray about. And we say it: make every spending decision a spiritual one. Let's bring it before the Lord. That practical piece, but also recognizing that our hope 
is actually found in a person. It's in the person of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. who is alive and well and leading and guiding and, and interacting with us even now, you know, 2,000 years later, um, after his death and his resurrection and will be forever, right? Mm-hmm. How do you think, Ray, our relationship with Christ uh, affects our finances? I guess that's a big question and maybe... <laughs> You know, I'm laying one on you this morning, yeah. but that was the question that popped into my head as David speaking. How, you know, and if we're saying that Jesus is the hope in our financial story, how is how is that work? How how does he work? I guess when I hear you ask that question, I think, Lord, for me, it's about coming back to you and just admitting, you know, we've screwed up, we've made mistakes, but Jesus, you're the one who forgives us. Mm. As we confess that, um, you know, First John one nine says that He's faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So, for me, that you know, you can go to the bottom of the pit, and that's the place where you start to climb up. It's just turning your heart to Jesus and saying, "Jesus, I can't do this on my own. I need you to help me." That's why you came here to Earth. You identify with all of my sin, and in the area of my spending and resources. Lord, help me to begin to make wise decisions. I need your help to do that. Can you speak to my heart about that? And then begin to see how he speaks and being disciplined to make some new choices, but asking him for his input and help. Mm -hmm. Because that's not uh, something that that we naturally do, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think. So, So I guess I have another question. If we find ourselves at the bottom of the pit, how do how do we get there? Like how do how do you know we were th- talking before about um, just before the show about what steals our hope? Mm-hmm. You know how do we you know we we get we're at the bottom of the pit, but there are some things that have led us there, and if we know what has led us there, maybe we could avoid them in the future. Well, think about it. I mean, we've been talking about. You know, how hope interacts with the heart. And again, if we go back to that verse in Proverbs, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Um, And recognizing that when we are sick, we often aren't really thinking clearly. And, and, And we make decisions that we wouldn't make normally. And I, I, you know, I just had the picture in my head where we go, you know, if I have a, a sore leg, then I walk different than if I don't have a sore leg. And the sore leg is, is the obvious thing, but it factually affects for me, it affects my back. And so when I have a sore leg, it's not long after that I'm not only am I limping, mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. I've got a sore back. And then I go out and I start making uh, decisions around my sore back because now my back is sore and that means I can't do this. And, and all of a sudden, all the decisions that normally would not be decisions where I would actually find myself, I'm now, I'm sitting in a chair, can't move, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, I'm an active guy who likes to get out. It all started with a sore leg. And it just, as the, I compensated for that. Uh, and so sometimes we just need to go back to, all right, let's recognize where we are. We have a sore leg. Let's just early on recognize and acknowledge that and not ignore that. Because that's my tendency, again, even on the physical side. Uh, I'll get better. I'll limp along. I'll make it. I'll make So do. you're saying that, that uh, ignoring something in our mm-hmm. finances can lead us to hopelessness. 
And something that we may even see see as an obvious, oh, I know what's going on here. This happened. I lost my job. I, I you know, th- this event happened. And we maybe just don't want to deal with it or we don't want to deal with it in a way that uh, maybe, again, as we get, we think, oh, I lost my job again. Maybe there's been a cycle of, of going through jobs and you're just, oh, forget it. I'm, you know, I'm just going to not address that and then you make another decision and another decision because life goes on right all because mm-hmm. of the hopelessness of that mm-hmm. first and mm-hmm. sometimes it's a choice we make but other times it happens to us like a lost job or sickness mm-hmm. okay but in that analogy i mean if your leg is sore wouldn't you eventually go to the doctor to say you know what this isn't cleared up i kind of ignored it but mm-hmm. now my back mm-hmm. is sore and that kind of stuff so you when do you, when do you get to the doctor? How much pain do you have? To I know be that's in? right. Some of us have to be uh, incredible pain because we just have no interest going to seeing a doctor. But yet, he's the one who can give us some. I mean, with some probing to understand. Okay, your back is just a symptom of really of your foot. So why don't we get back to the root issue here? You got you know, say maybe a wart at the bottom of your foot, mm-hmm. and that's created some pain or something. You know, something you hadn't thought about, and somebody gives you some insight in it, and then it's like, okay, now you need to address what the real issue is, and mm-hmm. then hope begins to rise, right? Mm-hmm. Because then, okay, then if I deal with that issue, then my leg pain will subside, and then my back will come back into place. Right, and and we, uh, we were talking about this whole idea that sometimes we get so far down that road that all of a sudden. Well, there's no hope for me. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, 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 it's just impossible. And, you know, I am a bit the optimist. I am a bit the, the glass half full kind of guy. And, and so, you know, we were talking about what are examples of people that have traveled kind of down that road and come, come back. And at this time of year, we hear all kinds of inspirational stories of uh, whether that's people that have overcome sickness, whether that's people that have, have, worked hard to do it. I, I had re- mentioned uh, to you, Reb, about, you know, it wasn't that long ago. Well, okay, it was before I was born, but it wasn't that long ago that the four-minute mile was an Im- a physical impossibility for the human. For a human mm-hmm. being to run a four-minute mile was impossible. Now, Reb, I know you're the, the research part I of know, it. I know. It, it was 1954, Roger oh. Bannister. There you go. And I, you know what? Broke, I knew it was something it. like Bannister because I think of the Hulk. Anyways, we won't go there. Yeah, but, but now, so up until then it was impossible, but now the four-minute mile is the standard. And many, many people. I, I don't even. I mean, if you are an elite athlete and you can't run a four-minute mile, you're not an elite athlete, right? That's it, kind of the standard a, of it. It's the it's this it's seeing the impossibility become possible, mm-hmm. and I think that is the beauty of the hope of walking with Christ in our finances because he makes it there's there's stuff we have to do there's no way roger bannister just didn't work out and make a plan and just decide oh i'm gonna go run the four minute mile that's i mean he i can't even imagine the training and the effort and the attempts that he made to break that mile and the people around him, whether they were coaches and family right, or, right. or, you know. And it, it's, so in that sense, we understand that we do our part, but, but God wants us to know that he's for us. Um, our, our friend um, Brian Dirksen came out with a new song, and um, hopefully we're going to highlight it in 2018 with him on the show yet, because it's such a good song. If we see the face of God, 
uh, if we see the face of Jesus, then we've seen the face of love. And if we've seen that face of love and of God, then we know that he believes in us. And it's a song about, it, it just raises my hope when I see it. It's, it's called, if, if Jesus is the face of God, and it, it all talks about him believing in us. He, we have forgotten that we're just created being. We've forgotten that we're created in his goodness. When he made us, when he made Adam and Eve, it was out of his goodness we were made. And he he looks at us and he says, yeah, I know that lots of us feel unworthy in our financial journey. We, we're feeling shame. We're feeling pressure to spend money on what we we can't afford this season Mm -hmm. like it's hard it's hard to do it different it's hard to tell your kids not this year i get it but he is telling us he's whispering in our ears and maybe louder today because i'm saying it he believes in us Mm -hmm. that we can do it we can run the four minute mile we he takes our hand and he leads us and he says this is how it can be done you know, get good counsel around you. Come to me. Go to your pastor. Get in a compass small group. Do something. That I love will- that picture of the four minute mile because it's it's every step. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I don't. I didn't talk to Roger Bannister, but I can't imagine there wasn't somebody watching every stride that he mm-hmm. took to see if he could maximize, get just an extra quarter of an inch out of every stride that he took. So that he could move faster, so that he could get the, uh, get along faster with the same amount of stress. All of that stuff, that technical stuff mm-hmm. that we are constantly going back and forth on in the sense of saying, the, the Father loves you. Jesus is the hope. And yet, we are going to watch every dollar, and we're going to make every dollar a decision that we bring before the Father and say, okay, how do we, how do, we do this, Lord? And then we look in his word and his word, you know, whether it's through a compass study or whether it's through just a conversation you're having with somebody um, honestly and saying this, I I can't figure out how we live in this current world without debt. What does that look like? Well, let's let's dig into that and let's see what that looks like practically. So what do we have to do? Like, I know we're calling on God. We know we've made mistakes. So we're going to go to him this season. Even we're going to say, Lord, restore our hope. So but on the other hand, as and of course, we wait on him to show us. But there are some practical things. Ray, you were giving a great analogy about getting in the car and having a destination. Mm-hmm. How, can you talk to that? Well, we were just talking um, before the program how, for me, you know, when you get in a car, you just don't drive randomly. You have a, a, a destination where you're headed. So you more than likely know the route. It's familiar. You look for this, the land signs or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the stores and the streets and the houses, everything that's familiar. But if you're going in a larger, more extensive, uh, longer drive, then you're going to use a map or you're going to use a GPS. You're looking for directions to help you get to where you want to be. But you have a destination. And the same with our finances. We need to have a destination where we want to be with our finances, even in this season, you know, because you can get mm-hmm. caught up walking through the mall very quickly <laughs> and see all the sales. Mm-hmm. And especially I'm after not coming going there. to the mall. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that's one I choice, go. you know, is to avoid that or just go in very intentionally and know exactly what you're getting and not getting caught up in the other stuff. Well, I, you know, so-and-so would like this, so-and-so mm-hmm. would like this. Oh, if, just one more thing. If I just, you know, spend, you suddenly stretch yourself far beyond 
mm-hmm. where you intended, but you didn't have a real plan in place, then you can easily be seduced very quickly into that. It feels great. But then come next month when all the credit card bills come in, then it's like, mm. so we really need the destination before we do that. Have a plan and a strategy. And asking the Lord to help you with that one and stay within those boundaries around to do that. You know, In our family, we actually set a limit. This is how much for each of our children, and then that's it. And so we try to stay within that framework mm-hmm. if we can do that. And sometimes, I'm just thinking as a woman going in, we think it's impossible to stick mm-hmm. to it. We're already telling ourselves. I'm just maybe you guys don't get that, but I'm. You're already thinking. You know, Dave and I can discuss it. And I say theoretically, oh yeah, that's enough. And I'm thinking in my head, I should just tell him. I don't think it's going to cut it because <laughs> things are so expensive, or you know, or I want to do more for this person, you know. And I just avoid the conversation. And then I tell myself, well, I'm just going to overspend. I'm already telling myself when I go to the mall that I'm already going to overspend and I'll just put on my credit card. That I, I don't know if other women are out there or other guys think or, or even no, thinking that. No, I don't that, think anybody thinks yeah. that. No. Yeah, I, I mean, None maybe, of us do that. But, no, no. but maybe people aren't even thinking about it. 100% They're, of the people in the room with you think that <laughs> yeah, and do yeah, that. That's right. I just thought it was something that, might, you know, is faulty in my thinking. But, you know, so we're already telling ourselves it's not possible, right? And we go back to the four-minute mile. It's possible. And you can bless someone like crazy with something that's, uh, limited, you know, mm-hmm. we can. It, recently- it has absolutely, and this is, you know, I'm going to bust okay. that lie. The amount of money that you spend has absolutely nothing to do with the value of the gift that you give. Say it again. The amount of money that you spend has absolutely nothing to do with the value of the gift that you give. And this is where walking with Christ is so cool because you can say, Lord. What do I get this person? Mm-hmm. How do I do this? You know what my resources are. How can I do this well? And it, if someone's offended because you haven't spent enough money on them, there's an issue there. And, and usually it's not your issue. And, and that's right. a whole different show. Yes, that's a whole different show. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I guess this is what we're saying. Overall, make a plan. Have a destination. Get it. When you get in the car, you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. And... And if you know you don't want to overspend, I know it's only a, a few days till Christmas now, but you know what? Some of us haven't started our Christmas shopping. So, you know, maybe do something different. Maybe make a donation on behalf of your friends and say, this year I'm just donating to a charity. I'm buying someone a. We got a thing in the mail yesterday from Gospels for Asia about, um, you know, but you can buy cows or goats or whatever. There's many things you can do. Um, that's different. That mm-hmm. is within your means. So, I mean, I guess this comes back to hope. So Ray did started. the practical today. If you if you've listened <laughs> to the show and previous shows, we we very often at the end do a practical thing. Ray got it today. If you, if you caught it, I'm going to just recap here. Uh, if you haven't done your spending. And you are heading out to a place, a store, um, get the list, write it down, have the destination, create the map of what you want your Christmas destination to look like. And, and yeah, there may be a detour along the way. Yeah, we may, you may have to adjust along the way because something that was on the paper, on the map, did, didn't prove to be the reality. But start with a map. You know that if you start with a map, you're at least going to be shooting for the right destination. And, and that is to do Christmas debt-free. And mm-hmm. the hope that it's possible. Yes. It is possible. You can do it. 
and with Christ, that's the other piece. Mm-hmm. Take it to him. Don't avoid him. It's he, he have that at least that honest conversation, conversation with, with, the with the Lord. With the Lord about not, it. If you're not going to have it with me, Reb, you have it with the yes, Lord. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> and you face it with Him, and that's where the and that's where the hope comes from, because He wants to walk with us daily. He is our daily bread, mm-hmm. and it's it's His call to us to walk that close to Him, even in this season over Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Well, time is up. A couple things. First of all, our mission at More Than Enough is hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. And that's our blessing and and our prayer for you in this Christmas season, that you will experience the hope of Christ today so that uh, you can walk in freedom tomorrow. So there's my blessing on you. If you haven't listened to the shows or you want to listen to some of the shows over again, then you can always catch them on chri.ca, the website there, archive there. You can catch them on morethanenough.ca, the website there. We're on iTunes. We're coming to Google Play. There's a whole, we're just getting the word out uh, in all kinds of ways. So uh, listen up and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.